Today, we're talking about a topic that I am personally very passionate about, sustainable fashion. How is the sustainable fashion loop created? And what role do we as consumers play in moving away from fast fashion? I'm Gina Murphy-Darling, and this is Down to Earth Tucson. Super excited to explore this topic today. Love to talk about sustainable fashion, and it really is a passion of mine. And you can tell by looking at my wardrobe. Today with me are two people I'm quite sure share that passion. I read some really interesting things about both of them. And we're going to hear about what they are up to after a very quick announcement and a very important call to action. So tune your brains into this request. I'm personally inviting you to join a community-wide effort led by Pima County Environmental Qualities Clean Air Program to keep our air healthy to breathe. And if you live in Tucson and if you've been reading the paper, you should be taking this pledge because we're getting air quality alerts. The hotter it gets, the more the wind blows, it's going to keep happening. So by skipping a trip in your motor vehicle, aka car, or taking an O-Drive day just once a week, you can reduce pollution and greenhouse gases by more than a thousand pounds a year. And I'm just going to throw it in. I take Sunday. Don't drive the car on Sunday. You have heard me state the obvious. We all benefit when the air is healthier, especially those with heart or lung conditions or if you're suffering from after effects of COVID, and I have some friends who are. And there are so many other benefits for driving less, like reduced traffic congestion, saving money, meeting neighbors, reducing our stress level, and getting more exercise if what you opt to do is ride your bike or walk. There's just no downside if you ask me, and I really do hope you take the time for this call to action. You can find a link to the Healthy Airs in Our Hands pledge in the show notes for this podcast. And my mantra for this has become drive less and smile more. Okay, now please join me in welcoming our very patient guest, Fabiola Bedoya, who's the marketing specialist, Goodwill Industries of Southern Arizona, and Erin Dunahee. She is the owner of Applause Lingerie. And I mean, you guys, I cannot wait to talk about this because it's like, it's just so good. <laughs> it's great to have you both here. Sustainable fashion, good for humanity, good for the planet, truer words never spoken. And what I want to do, and I always decide if I'm going to do this or not, but I want to share a little bit about both of you. And if you were here in the studio with me, you might blush. Um, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Fabiola Bedoya is a digital marketer, sustainable shopper, and community-oriented artist with an eye for thrifty chic. This creative Latina finds savvy ways to empower others to achieve their dreams using her photography to find visual flair wherever it exists. And I love how that was written. So there you go, Fabiola. Erin, after enjoying sewing as a hobby for 10 years, Erin pursued the Fashion Design Certificate at Pima Community College in Tucson, Launching an imaginary brand as a class assignment led to the actual creation of what is now Applause Lingerie. And as a serial entrepreneur, I was doing the happy dance when I read that. <laughs> so deciding to focus on lingerie, Erin attended the broad drafting workshop from well-known bra expert Beverly Johnson in Ontario, Canada. Okay, folks, who knew there was a bra expert in Ontario named Beverly Johnson. That's why you tune in to Down to Earth with Mrs. Green because you learn about this. And it is such a big deal. She learned about the complexity of bra pattern drafting and fitting. 
And and I didn't put this in there, but you can really say it later, Erin. How many women don't have proper bra fittings? There, I said it on the right. air. Like <laughs> mostly, it's something like 95%, I would say. So while creating an upcycle look for a Goodwill challenge where thrifted garments were the primary fabrics of a new garment, this experience provided the inspiration and realization that becoming a sustainable and ethical brand was the only way forward. Erin is also a proud member of the UN Conscious Fascist Campaign. And all I have to say is wow to both of you. I think I'm sounding a little bit too enthusiastic, but I can't help it. I am not going to curate that. There's there's lots to um, my personal journey with this and and telling friends that, you know, buy Armani wholesale, I mean retail. I'm like, yeah, I got this Armani, $25. Um, Okay, sustainable fashion, eco-friendly, helps revet the planet. So let's start with you, Fabiola. What are some of the major advantages to sustainable fashion from your perspective? Well, from our perspective, it's simple. It helps save the earth. It is going to save water since the producing of clothing can take up to 713 gallons of water just to grow cotton from one single shirt. It also relieves chemical use. So with the growing of crops, there's a lot of pesticides that are used. So the less crops that are needed for fabric, the less chemicals that are used and the less impact on soil and the environment that there is. And it actually also helps out with factory workers. A lot of fast fashion allows manufacturing to be done offshore. And that entails the cost of poor labor costs. So overall. Yeah, there's all that. I mean, that's a lot packed into what you just said. And I think about, did everybody press pause and did the brain register 713 gallons to grow cotton for just one shirt? And especially living where we live, where there are going to be drought protocols implemented very soon. So I just... Yeah, all this. And the chemical use is intensive and toxic and the impact on the workers. So I call going to Goodwill and a couple of other places I love guilt-free shopping. So Fabiola and and Erin, I'm getting to you, I promise, but it's like, let's cover this part first. (laughs) Can you tie it into how sustainable fashion helps the community and Goodwill's industry, Goodwill's role in that? Because I think it really does. Yeah, definitely. So Goodwill overall is eco-friendly every single day of the year. We like reduce, reuse, and recycle is like our mission. And so we try to make sure that we are providing excellent management of community and environmental resources. So when you're shopping at Goodwill, you're helping out with our adult and youth programs that help promote and empower people in the community to achieve independence. And we end up having a free technology recycling program through Dell that keeps electronics out of the landfill. Um, We also like to, um, you know, just encourage others to help things get out of the landfill in general. And I like that you keep, I think 2017, 18, I don't know if you have anything more current, You saved over 30 million pounds from the landfill. So it's not like it's a little bit. It's a big deal. Right. So now I can go. I wish I had done set this up um, point counterpoint or like rapid fire questioning. So 
Can you really look trendy and chic by shopping secondhand? Uh, well, me personally, I say that it's totally possible because fashion trends are recyclable. Like right now, we are seeing a lot of like 90s and early 2000s fashions come back. So what you really got to do when you're shopping at Goodwill is just kind of look at the current trends and then piece together different things that you find at Goodwill, be it like the fabrics that are being currently used, certain things like sleeves or cuts of items. And you can kind of piece that together and be guilt-free about having to, you know, donate it back once the trend has served its purpose. It's so perfect. It's the it's the closed loop. Once you get it in your hands, it is absolutely the closed loop. And this is what I want to say is about the great finds I've had there and very proudly announced to people when I'm a speaker, oh, I got this at Goodwill. So can you find things like that little black dress and cool jeans and then figure out how to mix them up? It's harder for me that doesn't have that eye, but I bring my fashion forward daughters and they fix me up. It's like, (laughs) oh, look at this mom. Oh, look at this mom. So it's a real thing in our family. So do you think you can, if you have patience, find some of those things that you're actually looking for? Yeah, definitely. So um, just within the last couple of years, I feel like capsule wardrobes have been a huge thing. Um, It's basically a way to narrow down your wardrobe to versatile pieces, like the basics that you would need, like that little black dress, blazers, you know, different cuts of jeans, and kind of just throwing in a few random trendy things, like be it a color or patterns. And then you have those basic pieces, and then you have those trendy pieces you can kind of put together. So it, to me, once you cross over, which I feel like I have, you just feel like you're dressing for yourself also and not what everybody else. There's not like six of the same um, styles and colors on the rack or 10. It's like, okay, I'm putting this together to create a look that I like for me. So I want to ask you, and then Erin, hold on, we're coming. What about for someone like me, that it does feel overwhelming at times. Like I've had friends say, I just can't stand it. It's like, it's so overwhelming and I don't know where to look. What is your advice in terms of new thrifters other than take a deep breath and you know you can do it? What would you say, Fabiola? I honestly would say to make like a list of things that you're looking for, but also keep an open mind. So knowing that like perhaps uh, boyfriend jeans is what you're looking for, but you want something in like a different color, you can always buy, say, like a white pair, grab some dye and like DIY it and customize it. That's probably the best thing to do. DIY and goes a long way nowadays. Or reach out to Fabiola on Facebook and ask her if she'll take you shopping. (laughs) (laughs) You probably do like doing that for friends, right? Oh, I love it. Um, I love it so much. (laughs) Did everybody hear that in her voice? I hope you did. Okay, patient Erin, tell us about your journey to sustainable fashion from student to bra maker. I'm so impressed. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Yeah, I was very lucky that when I was taking the fashion design classes at Pima that there was a strong emphasis on sustainability in all the classes. So um, it was never like a, a separate add-on. You know, the expectation was if you become a designer, you really need to become a sustainable designer. 
And that um, and that Goodwill challenge that you mentioned earlier was was so fun and eye opening. I actually made a bra out of a basketball jersey because mesh is very similar in some ways to lingerie fabrics, and I just thought, wow, it's so cute <laughs> and really like. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't think I'll be doing it over and over, but I was, I was shocked how well it came out. And it just really got me thinking that, um, you know, this might be a really amazing source for fabrics in some ways. So it looks like it was. And then I want to ask you, what happened with COVID? I mean, I'm asking everybody that, it seems, because I really do care. So I'm not sure if you had a retail spot or if you did it from home or in people's homes. So how did COVID impact your journey? Because it is such a need. Like, take it from me. I know it's really hard to get fitted right. Sure. Yeah. So um I did a few things that I thought would help women still get the um, help that they need. One thing I did um, was if people were comfortable, I did some fittings in my, I have like a private patio off my studio with masks. So, you know, still able to do personal attention, but in a safe way. Um, the other kind of unexpected part of COVID was, as everyone knows, there was pretty dramatic changes in the way people were dressing. And I ended up introducing bralettes to my line, which I, I didn't know I was going to do because I saw that there was just such a comfy, you know, stay at home vibe going on. And that was actually great because that gave women a new option. Bralettes are quite a bit easier to fit and I can do that, you know, through a Zoom call or you could watch my fitting video. So I, in some ways, I'm actually really grateful that I, um, that that was kind of like presented as like, okay, that's where you need to go next because um, it's been an, it's been a really great part of the line so far. So do tell, what is a bralette? <laughs> <laughs> so, Seriously, um, <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh, I don't have time to Google that. <laughs> <laughs> so a bralette is a wire-free bra that um, is made from similar fabrics that an underwire would be lace, um, cotton jersey, et cetera. Uh, the fit is slightly different and it's slightly more relaxed. Um, it's uh, it's in the sports bra family, but sports bras tend to be um, more constrictive. So, you know, you're able to exercise or play a sport. Um, a bralette is kind of like an in-between. Some women who don't like wires at all only wear bralettes. That's actually um, becoming more and more common. Some women like to wear them just depending on, you know, like what what's happening that day. Um, but to do that, I only need a rib cage measurement and a cup size. So it's um, wow. it's quite a bit simpler. Yeah. Right. The underwire is a whole puzzle. So <laughs> there's a lot of factors. Um, yeah. If you're if you're wondering, like, I'm not sure I can figure out the underwire, you know, the bralette is a really nice option as well. I'm so glad I asked you that question. And of course, we'll put a link to your website in the show notes because I will be checking it out. But I think it's really <laughs> You're right. Everything changed for me and my life during COVID. And I have a closet full of clothes that I don't wear. I haven't been shopping to Goodwill. I admit it because I have plenty of Goodwill things. How many new pairs of sweatpants do you need? <laughs> so it's just been a very interesting journey with what, you know, the impact COVID had on our lives. So let's talk about, I'm thrilled that you're part of the UN Conscious Fashion Campaign. Can you tell us what that's all about? Sure. Um, 
a couple of years ago, the United Nations launched a special campaign, which was really interesting because typically like a fashion brand wouldn't have much overlap with their work. But I think because it's become very obvious how the fashion industry is so tied up in climate change, they put forth a challenge to brands. If you join our campaign and you agree to work on one or more of the sustainable development goals, you know, we would love to have you. And recently they've added, uh, um, like, every year you're supposed to show your progress through a self-designed metric. Um, so there's there's brands all over the world that can join in it. I really appreciate it because um, sometimes as a small brand, certain opportunities are closed to you, but they're open to small and large. So there are some, you know, very well-known brands and then, you know, other small brands like mine, um, and we're all part of the same same group. It's everybody pulling in the same direction. And I was at a Green Biz conference. It's probably one of the last live events I went to, and it was last February before things were closed down. And the, you're right, the sustainable fashion industry is really being talked about. And there were people there from the UN that were talking about the 17 sustainable SDGs, Sustainable Development Goals, and about that site. So we registered because as a business, you can commit to one or two or 16 or 15 at their free portal. And what I love about that, some people say, you know, if you can't measure it, it didn't happen. And that's what they were saying to us. Measure your small steps, measure your big steps. And it just gives hope to people. So I have two more questions for you. And then I'm going to do back to Fabiola. I think it's better than back and forth. So talk about applause lingerie. Sure. So yeah, as was mentioned before, it uh, it came out of a a project assignment. And um, I kind of had two main goals with it, um, the first obviously is to be a sustainable and ethical brand. And the other was to um, try to address a lot of the problems that have come up with lingerie, whether it's uh, a lack of inclusive sizing, uh, a lack of diversity in modeling. Um, so those are those are important as well. And the um, the name comes from... The, well, the goal of hopefully wearing lingerie that makes you feel so good is if you were on your own runway. And then, uh, <laughs> and you're thinking that you are, um, yeah, one of those angels from, <laughs> yeah, uh, we're not going to say it. Don't do it. Don't do exactly. it. Exactly. Okay, yeah. Hopefully, Please hopefully don't do not it. a different, a different type of runway. Yes. Or maybe just in your own house, you know, very, <laughs> very enjoyable. Uh, and then also, um, you know, you were saying that, um, guilt free fashion, the, you know, you've, you've bought from lingerie from a smaller brand that, you know, is trying to make a difference and you feel happy about that. So you can give yourself a little, you know, round of applause because of your conscious consumerism. But it's it's sometimes on these shows, I wonder, I go between like Debbie Downer and Puppy Upper and Cheerleader. And what I just want to put into every one of these podcasts is the seriousness of what you are doing. Goodwill and you, because it's what it's going to take. It's going to take every man, woman, and child doing things, making sustainable choices, buying less and I don't feel like I have to buy less if I'm buying from Goodwill because I can buy about five things for the price of one in a retail store, and I'm barely kidding. So 
I just want to honor you for that commitment because it's not always easier. It is easier. It's rarely cheaper. So I, I'm trying to slow down in these podcasts when someone says a golden nugget like that. It's really oh, important. And I, and I sincerely mean it. It was a very rude awakening for me when I started this journey about 14 years ago and started doing a deep dive into the fashion world. It's the third highest use of water. Um, and the beat goes on. So Fabiola, I hope you're still like standing by here because it's, you're up next. <laughs> All right. Just a little bit about Goodwill. And I want to I want to repeat some of what you kind of threw in there very quickly. But to me, there are many other positive aspects to Goodwill when it comes to preservation of the planet and building strong communities. And I, the way that I pose the question is, why should we feel good about shopping at Goodwill other than fabulous finds at affordable prices? Why do you say to people, come shop here? Well, we, we've really been trying to focus in on our programs that serve our community. Yes. So we've added things like an adult re-entry program, um, a youth accelerator program that is helping people in the community and it gives back. That's really what our mission is, is... Reuse, recycle, be eco-friendly, but it's giving back to the own community that you live in. And the more you support your community, support local, the better it is for everyone because the money stays in the community and doesn't go to these, you know, big, big corporations. I used to have a bell. And when somebody said like that, I would, I would literally, it was so weird. I would just ring the bell because I'm a major <laughs> local bore. I have localist on my car. And it's not just a feel good. It's a smart businesswoman and man that invests locally because of how much more money stays here. And I found this out from Judy, who used to be at Goodwill, Judy Bukakis. And she um, she told me things that I was like, are you kidding? So in our town, there's a Bear Canyon Goodwill. So Fabiola, you could turn this interview on me to see how much I do know about Goodwills. <laughs> so I said to her, there's so much good stuff there, like so much good stuff. Do you cream and put everything there? And she cracked up laughing. She said, no, wherever things are donated is where they stay. So it's like it is a higher um, socioeconomic zip codes up there. Let's face it. There are people that ski and have really great brand names. But if you want something, you can travel around to different Goodwills. That being said... Mm-hmm. What was the one that you opened? Was it over on, very much on the south side, like I thought I was going to be in Ajo? It was so far. And boy, did I find great stuff there too. So that's one of your newest stores, I think. Uh, Yeah, the one I believe that's on Irvington. It is, it is. Yeah. It's on Irvington. So thanks for that. So I guess I wanted you to also say, and I can repeat this because we've done shows a show on this with Dell. Um, it's another thing. E-waste is awful. And I, I, I'm from Jersey and I could say awful, but it's awful. <laughs> I mean, if people throw, they throw their computers in the garbage and there are people without them that it's keeping the great divide in place because they can't get jobs because they don't have a computer and you have to apply online. So do you want to speak a little bit more about that? I mean, it's it's not complex. You bring the computers in and they go to Dell and they get cleaned and redistributed, correct? 
Yeah, correct. So everything that we get, hard drives are wiped clean. Um, a lot of the times we can like refurbish, we can resell them or we can recycle since a lot of the parts, you know, there's plastic and then there's other things that can be used and they help create jobs as well because of it. They do. They do. I love it every time we can bring that up. So I guess now my question is, like, I think I kind of flew through the questions, even though <laughs> I was sitting here very uh, patiently loving the answers. Is there anything else that either of you would like to share or a question you said, gosh, I wish Gina had asked that and I didn't. Is there anything else, any parting words or words of wisdom before I throw in my precious words of wisdom? Well, we're always enthusiastic about Pima Community's fashion program. Um, we partner with them for the Fashion Arte Show. So we're always enthusiastic to throw that into the mix because we give students the opportunity to grab clothing from us and then they upcycle it to create new pieces for like a fashion show. And so something we're looking forward to. And I've only been to one. Are you going to do that in 2021 or were you going to hold out till 2022? It, um, they're actually going to be releasing, I believe, a lookbook of a sorts on the 15th wow. of May. Yay. Okay. I went to one and it was like, it was kind of like Project Runway. I'm barely kidding. I was blown yes. away and I brought some <laughs> friends and they were like, you got to be kidding. It was not mm -hmm. amateurish at all. Mm -hmm. It was very, very impressive. And um, if I can, I'll be, I'll be at the next one. And what about you, Erin? Do you have anything um, I guess this is more related to Goodwill than to lingerie, but I think if you're not in the habit of shopping there, something that's really great to know is there's actually quite a bit of uh, new or barely worn clothes. So I know some people are not, um, if they're not in the habit of thrifting, you know, they're not sure. So, you know, there is some amazing things that you can find there. I, I have seen things with other price tags on it. So, um, yeah, it's just, it can be really full of treasures. Totally, totally. And then if you're like me, who needs nothing ever for the rest of my life for my house, <laughs> you just have to avoid those aisles because there are always <laughs> fabulous finds in the stuff department, not just clothes. But I just, I, it would be so fun if you were in studio with me, which I hope will happen again, <laughs> so that I would take you in my closet and I would show you <laughs> some of the things that Judy actually helped me pick out. And I, I feel very proud Um of wearing things that I know I didn't hurt anyone in the making of this garment because it's a second time around and I still try to be conscious. But the more we do this, the more we secondhand shop and upcycle and and get creative, the better it'll be for the planet. Mm -hmm. So thanks to both of you. And I really appreciate your showing up and what you do. And my last words are very short today, but I think a lot about Goodwill and our relationship and what they do for the community. And Goodwill is all about goodness and sustainability and community building and truly making our community and then in turn our planet a better, healthier, more socially just place. And that's the mantra of Mrs. Green's role. It's why we so enjoy this partnership. There's just no downside. So everybody listening, I hope you'll do your part by either donating or shopping. It's a two-part. I mean, you can donate your cloth, your your clothing, household goods, and go shopping. I thought it was a retail um, experience until I became partners with them and didn't realize how the money I spend there or the things I donate are used to support programs. So thanks to both of you. Stay safe. 
and everybody make it a great green day. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Appreciate it.